Oh my stars, I am so thrilled you're here. My name is Kai Graham and welcome to another episode in my podcast, The Parent and Teen Toolbox, which is designed to equip parents and teenagers with the tools for navigating adolescence. I've been in the trenches of parenting and now I'm on a mission to help parents support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Each week you will receive learnings and takeaways that will help you tackle the challenges and the oh shit moments that are often associated with parenting tweens and teens. I have your back and I'm glad you're here. So long, 2020. You will not be missed. Adieu. Adios. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Bye-bye. Get lost. Good riddance. Sayonara. Whatever you want to say, we have closed the door on 2020. The thing is, however, I am seeing it's sort of two strands, two approaches to how we are approaching 2021. There's one camp that is, come on, roll your sleeves up, let's get going, let's hit this new year with an absolute bang, goodbye 2020, let's greet 2021 with what? How are you feeling? Are you feeling optimistic? Are you feeling relieved? Are you feeling good riddance? Are you feeling hopeful? Because the other camp is, let's just tentatively walk into the new year gently. We don't have to hit it with a bang. We don't have to have clanging of cymbals and crashing of drums. And, you know, so how are you feeling? What camp are you in? Because I am not... New year, new you. I'm not in that camp any longer. I was last year. I was the year before. And this year I've realized, do you know what? The date has changed. The year has changed. But not much else has changed, has it? Not for the better. And and I hasten to add, I am not a negative person. I am always a glass half full person. So before you catch me and go, oh, come on, Kai, this isn't like you. I am just tentatively going into 2021 with my eyes wide open, but with my foot off the pedal. I spent the majority of 2020 December with my family. I was very lucky that both kids got home and are still here at the beginning of January. So I took my foot off the work pedal. I was not so prolific on social media. And dare I say it, I loved it. And so... I am going to go forward into 2021, not putting myself under pressure of, come on, make yourself known, grab those clients, go out and do these things, go out and help the world. I'm not doing that. I tell you what, it's a bloody relief. I am still podcasting. I am still writing my book. I am still, but I am not going to be on social media so much, playing the class clown or trying to alleviate other people's boredom. 
I think that's what I felt I was doing after a while, is the fact that I was a little bit of a light interlude to the the stresses of 2020. And it wasn't serving me. What I am still doing is serving my clients. What I am still doing is um, having calls. I am still sort of supporting my group, supporting my membership. I'm still doing all that. But I am not going to put on silly hats and play the class clown on social media. Whether or not you're happy or relieved about that, it remains to be seen. But I have decided that I am going to just buckle down and do the really important stuff, which is looking after parents, looking after teenagers, but doing it on my terms without dare I use the word, prostituting myself on social media without having to try and do Instagram stories every single day, without having to appear on Facebook and trying to cut through the the masses because there's so much out there. So that's something new for me, and I'm going to see how that works. But for many of us, we are going into 2021 tentatively with a little bit of trepidation. Many people don't know if their kids are going back to school. We are still social distancing. Many of us are still working from home. Um, There doesn't seem to be terribly much excitement. Now, that said, we have huge advancements because um, we've got the vaccines that have been approved and they're being rolled out. But that will take time and it will take time for Um, us to adapt again. So what is there to look forward to? Well, I was watching the movie over Christmas, One Fine Day. My love, if you haven't seen it, please do. It's Bill Nye and a host of other wonderful actors. But it's Bill Nye that really got me. And basically, I, I, I don't want to do any spoilers for those of you that haven't watched it, but the last sort of 10-15 minutes of the movie had me sobbing and I've seen it before I've seen the Blimmin movie before but what the message basically the 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 sort of premise of this or the theme of this one fine day is the fact that the men in Bill Nye's family are able to time travel and that's all I'm going to tell you about it because I don't want to tell you anymore but The advice that he gave to his son, rather than go out and make millions, rather than, you know, sort of go out and conquer the world, is he said, what you can do is live each day normally. And then what I want you to do is to go back and live that day again, but appreciating the wonder, appreciating the magnificence of your life. Go back with gratitude and go back and look at, watch the tiny things, because That was the lesson that I got. And that final scene, as I said, had me sobbing. But what it made me realize is that, do you know what? It's all about family. And just recently, I was driving my 80-year-old mother back home. We managed to get her back with us for Christmas as well. And I was driving her home. And we were listening to Brian Cox, the actor Brian Cox, who was being interviewed on Desert Island Disc. And at the age of eight, I think his father died. And 
it turned his world, this little boy, it turned his world on its head and really, really hit rock bottom. And um, he was asked, you know, how did you get past this? How did you cope with this? And more to the point, you know, and he reflected, he sort of was, was talking about the world as we are today. How do we pull ourselves through things when we are hitting rock bottom? And Brian's response was, he said, I keep a picture of me in my wallet as a young child. Now, obviously, prior to the loss of his father. But he sort of said, um, I found a photo or a picture of myself when I was young and innocent and happy-go-lucky. And he said, I keep that in my wallet so that I can look back at it whenever I'm feeling a bit nonplussed, whenever I'm feeling a bit low, feeling that I'm not sure which way to turn. He said, because that is who you are. However you are feeling right now is not who you are. You are a victim of circumstance. What we need to be reminded of is who we are, the very essence of us, when we can still cherish our dreams, still remember us in all our wonder and glory and innocence, not yet jaundiced by the life's life's ups and downs. And he said that is what helps him maintain perspective that we are all here for a very, very short time. So what we want to do is embrace the present. And that is one thing that 2020 has taught me is if you know me, you know I love quotes, is that yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is a gift. And that is exactly why we call it the present. And so it's a matter of us embracing everything that 2020 has taught us and taking it into this new year, not new year, new me, unless, of course, that floats your boat and then go knock yourself out. But what I am doing is I am wanting to learn my lessons as a parent and as an individual. What I always sort of say is parenting is a job, okay? You might not think so, so that's fine. But I, I look at parenting as a job. One of the blimmin' best jobs I have done and one that I truly, truly love. And so I'm giving myself a performance review this time. Instead of the my resolutions and instead of my goals, I'm giving my performance review and looking at how I have done throughout 2020 as a parent and as a an individual. And Okay, I, I, um, first stipulation here is you have to be quite honest with yourself. I, as I have said, I've got the luxury of having my kids at home, so I am able to parent closer at the minute than I would have done this time last year. Hurrah! There is one of the things that you know I, I am very grateful for. Thank you, twenty twenty, for you know giving me this opportunity again. So I look back at 2020 and sort of try and work out what the lessons are that I have learned. Well, as I just said with my quote, right now, you know, the present now is a gift and that's why we call it the present. And it's important to focus on the now rather than worrying about the what ifs, rather than worrying about the, you know, the ifs, the buts and the maybes. Because let's face it, 
We don't know what's around the corner. For flip's sake, they've created a vaccine within months when it usually takes years. We do not know what we are capable of. We do not know what's going to happen in a week, a month, a year. And so let's just concentrate on right here, right now, and what we can do. And I've learned that. I've learned that 2020 is a matter of slowing down and appreciating what we have right now in the present. What I've also learned is do not plan ahead. Because my plan for my business, my plan for me. I was going to travel. We had so many holidays booked in 2020. Mm, Didn't really achieve terribly much there. I had so many plans for where I was going to take my business. Actually, to be truthful, none of which really um, came to fruition. Now, uh, something that did happen was uh, at two minutes notice literally I, I launched a podcast within a couple of days that wasn't really planned um, so hurrah so I think the thing is is sometimes we don't really need to plan we just need to be ready we just need to be adaptable we just need to be flexible and we just need to be open-minded because how, how exciting when you are all those things then when an opportunity sort of jumps up and hits you on the nose, then you can grasp it and think, do you know what, why not? What's the worst that could happen? And a lot of us, when we're planning our goals for the new year, look back and say, oh, well, how's your year been? And did you achieve the goals that you set out to achieve? And, and you know, if, if many of us did that, We'd be feeling rather despondent. No, I didn't reach those goals. No, I didn't. I mean, I know we've got excuses and I know we've got reasons why many of us didn't. But rather than looking back, let's look forward <clears throat> without the planning, as I said. So as a parent, I just want to improve. I want to be better than I was yesterday. I want to learn from my mistakes, of which I am still making many, Um But I also want to, yeah, I want to be able to improve and support my kids in the best way I can. Um, Just this morning, Jack was, I heard sort of thumping around upstairs and he was cleaning out the attic. What on earth are you doing? He said, I've got to to have somewhere to work. He's in tier four in London. Uh, Well, he's staying here at the minute with us, but London's tier four. So we don't know when he's going to be able to get back. So he was doing that. I've got to, I've got to have a desk. I've got to have somewhere to work. I've got to have somewhere, no offense, to sort of keep everyone out of my hair. So that filled me with joy because it implied that he's going to be sort of here longer, well, obviously longer than we anticipated. But I needed to support him to give him the space. Alice already has her workstation set up because she's been here since November. Um, But, you know, Jack was only planning to be here for Christmas and and he still needs to stay because of the restrictions. Um, But I am also learning that now having my kids at home and we are under everyone's feet, we're under each other's feet, that I am having to parent differently. I'm having to do things differently. They are... 25 and 27, of course, things are going to be very different. So having said that, though, you, having said that, I'm, I also was found myself reminding them 
that the importance of sleep, reminding them of the importance of diet, reminding them about time management, reminding them about, hang on a minute, you know, your screen time. So it's funny, actually, that the things that parents are worrying about with young teens, I'm also worrying about and I'm also having to focus on with 20-somethings. Um do you know what? The ages still change and there's the, they, they get a little bit older, but we still need reminded, as do adults, we still need reminded of self-care. We still need to... I mean, I, I know many parents are sitting here at a time of sort of recording. It's, it's early January and your kids may or may not be going back to school. Your kids may or may not be having the, the education pressures. My kids are going through exactly the same pressures but work-related, you know, um, how, how are they going to sort of, you know, how, how are they going to find jobs? How are they going to get recognised? How are they going to build their CVs? How are they going to get qualifications? How are they going to find new employers? How are they going to get clients? All these things. It's, you know, I think the thing is, is that we are... Well, as I said earlier, we need to be adaptable, don't we? We need to be flexible and we need to remember that we are dealing with individuals. So what is right for one child will not be right for another child. And we need to adapt to that accordingly. But my point is I want to just do better than I did yesterday. I'm not saying I was bad yesterday, but it's always nice, isn't it, really, to make improvements, to move forward, to keep going. Okay, Kai, well, that sounds absolutely lovely, but how the heck do I do it? Well, I get it. I know what it's like. Um, sometimes we're stuck in a rut. Sometimes, you know, the, uh, that, that old saying, you don't know what you don't know. Well, how on earth can you make improvements if you don't know how? Well, you need to find mentors. That's what I said to Jack and Alice, both of them. I said, you need to find people who are ahead of you so that you can... Um, seek support from them so you can seek motivation so you can seek in inspiration and yeah it's okay to have more than one mentor more than one coach more than one role model now don't forget as a parent you are your child's first and best role model so enjoy that opportunity because when they come from um being young children, you are managing them, you're making sure they're okay, you're making sure they do what they're told, you're making sure that they're sort of fed and watered. But when they become teenagers, we can't manage our kids any longer, especially as 20-somethings. That's not possible. We need to start mentoring them. We need to be the role models. We need to give them guidance. And if you don't know how to do that, you need to find someone that will help you. Someone that will get you in the right mindset or someone that will point out the obstacles for you. Someone that will show you here, this is what I did. And it could be career mentors. It could be financial mentors. It could be parenting mentors. You know, it's there are people out there who are just ahead of you. And so they know the pitfalls. They know what to do. They know and will offer you advice if indeed you're looking for it. And there are courses online courses like you wouldn't believe i i um i went on to um at my alice uh, my daughter works um with reed recruitment and i was sitting there sort of saying to her about before 
um, end of December, and I was saying, I've, I've just, I've, I'm in a rut. I've got to do something. I've got to move forward. And she went, oh, my gosh. Well, she said, read online. This is a shameless plug to read online, read.co.uk. Go and um, look at the courses there. Um, because I have signed up that if you catch it now, you'll get their sale. Um, they are focusing on, because recruitment is... Um, is is sort of dragging its feet a bit for many understandable reasons. They are focusing their efforts onto sort of online education, and and I have signed up. I got a, I booked a uh, enrolled into a psychology course, and I think it was reduced from three thousand quid to about fifty or something. So I mean, how cool is that? And and not only am I doing that, I'm learning. You know, I I love learning. Maybe you're the same. So um, you know, go and do a language. I'm learning about sort of autism and dyslexia, and I'm learning about more about teenage mental health and psychology because this is what floats my boat. Um, I, would I want to do something else? No, I wouldn't. This this is this is what interests me, and this is what I know will get me up in in the morning so that. I learn more, I, I find out more, I get better resources, I am better equipped, so I am better able to support my clients and I am better able to support those people that are looking for my advice, maybe for me to mentor them or for me to coach them. And this is what I am doing. I am training up even more. Why? Because I can, because I want to, and because it excites me. So what excites you? What are you going to do in 2021 that's actually going to give you something to look forward to? And to be honest, that is definitely part of my self-care. Self-care for me is not sitting in a heap, though it is sometimes. But, you know, I, I need to feel as though I am making a difference. I need to feel as though I am being proactive. I need to feel as though I am using my time wisely and Instead of the mindless scrolling, which I am very good at, um, I am now going to turn my efforts towards learning something extra, learning new things and reading new material. So what have I learnt recently? What are my 2020 lessons that I'm going to take forward to 2020? Um, do you know what? A lot of these lessons have been in the last sort of two to three months of 2020, uh, having my kids back at home. But let's just start from the top. Number one, as I, I as I've touched on, um, we all need to be more present. Living in the current moment makes a massive difference. Um, looking back doesn't really help, but living in the moment has has taught me just enjoying the wonders of life, be it picking the runner beans or going for a walk on the beach or just reading a good book, but being present. Number two, I have learned not to plan too much because planning puts us under a lot of pressure to achieve, to achieve the goals. It's that sort of high level of expectation, isn't it? And I think 2020 has shown us that we can't really plan ahead too much because we don't really know what's around the corner. Number three, again, I've touched on, I'm talking about growth. I'm talking about personal growth because as we are 
being role models to our children, I think they do benefit from us, for them seeing that we are more than just a chauffeur, more than just a dog's body, more than just a cook, more than just, you know, getting them from A to B. We are, I remember when I started my photography business, it was really quite interesting watching the chil- my kids when they were teenagers, young teenagers, work out, oh my gosh, oh, mum has an opinion, mum is useful. People think that mum's quite good. People, do you know what I mean? And um, it's quite helpful for our kids to see another side of us rather than just being mum or dad. Number four, it is so okay to make mistakes. And I think also... Allowing our kids to see us make mistakes shows them that actually when they do the same, the sky isn't going to fall in. Um, And with mistakes, yeah, go back, you know, go back to the previous point. It it promotes growth. Um, It promotes change. It gives us, I think, when we come out of the come out the other side of making mistakes, of learning our lessons, we are bigger and stronger. so it's I, I feel that that is so important. Um, number five, be that role model, be that guide, be that the leader of your family so that, as I said earlier, you can go from manager to mentor. Because especially at the minute when we've got coronavirus, we've got and we've got the new strain and we've got so so much uncertainty and we are with other kids going back to school and you hear all the headlines about um, you know, our children's mental health from my previous episode, um, our children's mental health is going to be impacted for years to come, if not decades, because of this pandemic. How bloody scary is that if your child hears this? How scary is that? So we need to be able to diffuse some of this scariness. We need to lead from the front. We need to be stable. We need to be reliable. We don't need to be too um, panicky about this ourselves. We need to be able to be a, a stabilizing influence in a very uncertain world for our kids. Now, let's be slightly more practical. Number six, stop picking up after your children. Yeah, this is hard, but I am, I'm really having to adapt. We are, the, 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 especially over Christmas, we had a full house. Lucky us. Um, but with that comes its challenges. The place looked like a bomb had hit it. The fridge was groaning and... Um, Everywhere there was mess and, and and every surface was covered in someone else's belongings, not to mention the bedrooms, um, which I suitably just shut the door to because that to me is not my, that's not my responsibility. Um, but picking off, up after your kids just teaches them that someone else is there to do their donkey work. And I've learned that actually that doesn't help. So the amount of times I have sort of maybe just put piles of stuff at the bottom of the stairs. What is it with everyone else? Why is it that they just blimmin' well walk past it? I mean, there were sort of cameras and presents and shoes and 
God, Lord knows how many jumpers and but just sort of and, and I sort of threw it all at the bottom of the stairs on the vain hope that someone would pick it up and go, well, that's mine. I'll take it up. Never blimmin works. So it just, you know, it, it, that that mound of debris at the bottom of the stairs just gets bigger and bigger. But I am learning that um, it, you're not really serving anyone if you are busting your gut to try and keep a, 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 a very tidy house if no one else is playing ball. So I have learned to stop picking up after everyone else. Number seven, control your temper. Oh, my stars. I have practiced box breathing to within an inch of its life. I have had to curb my tongue. I have had to bite my tongue. I've had to not say things that I wanted to say. Why? Because I think the thing is, is that when you start retaliating, when you start wanting to make a point, what you really end up doing is just belittling everyone, everyone else. And so often I just wanted to have the last word. So often I just wanted to see I was right. So often I just wanted to tell someone why I thought they were doing something wrong and why I wasn't impressed by whatever their choice had been at the time. But it doesn't really help. It just pisses them off. And then it just sort of makes you crosser because they get cross with you. So I have learnt to try and control my temper. Not that I used to get angry, but I would, would, I would, sarcasm sort of works quite well in this house. Um, but it's just a matter of knowing when to say something and when not. I think that's the secret. Number eight, stop nagging which is probably a lot to do with the previous point as well. But um, I am learning that um, you only really need to say something once and it's usually heard. And what I do do is I say something and if I don't get an acknowledgement, I request an acknowledgement so that I know that rather than sort of selective hearing and people, you know, maybe inadvertently having their headphones in, at least I know that they have heard me. And then I just stop nagging. I say it only once if whatever has not been adhered to or paid attention to or actioned, then it really is a matter of, well, suck it up and suffer the consequences. And that's my next point is point nine is follow through with consequences and, you know, be it, I don't know, if if, if, you know, if we're talking about teenagers, if they haven't done chores or if they have broken curfews, if you even, you know, if they're allowed out at the minute or um, whatever, whatever it is, you know, it's sort of the dinner will be on the table at sort of 7.30. Well, if they sort of come downstairs at quarter to eight because they were just doing something hugely important and forgot. Well, suffer the consequences. We started without you or there's nothing left or whatever. You know, it's we I think we need to as we go into this year and especially if we're living together or especially if we're I, I don't know if we're not or, or, or if you are on your own or if you're working from home or whatever your situation. It I think the thing is, is setting out your stall, setting the expectations. So it's, you know, people know what they're dealing with. And um, so if you, you know, point nine, following following through with the consequences, it is a matter of sort of 
setting expectations and letting people realize, well, you know, this is what happens if, if, you know, this is how things are going to be, because then at least we have got the boundaries in place rather than um, rather than not. Number 10. Stop worrying about your kids behavior. (laughs) On the flip side, I hasten to add, unless you need to. If your child is struggling, if your child has got mental health issues, if you know if you know that there is something desperately wrong, then you need to take action. But stop worrying about the trivial things. Stop worrying about, oh, my God, my child's going to be an absolute disaster. They're so lazy or my child's going to. They're not. They're not. Our kids are going to turn out okay. It's going to be different. Yes, the headlines are telling us that it's going to be awful. It's not. We just need to be aware. We just need to be forearmed. We just need to be supported. We just need to guide them. We just need to be level-headed, reliable, constant. We need to be there to support them. But don't worry too much about my child's going to turn into a, a useless, you know, waste of space. They're not. And I think that's, I think I I will be doing another podcast episode on things that annoy our kids about us because we don't give them enough credit in all fairness. And I think we need to give them some slack. This is, these are strange times and it will help if we acknowledge that, not only for ourselves, but for our kids. Number 11 Oh, please. Oh, please. Avoid perfectionism. It, it's not going to help anyone. Getting the best grades, getting the tidiest house, getting the whatever, whatever perfectionism is for you. Just take your foot off the pedal. It is exhausting for you and for others. Um, you don't have to have the best cooked meal. You don't have you just need to. Sometimes it's just about survival. Sometimes it's just about kicking off your shoes and getting a takeaway. Sometimes it's just about getting someone else to do the grunt work. You know, it's just, it's perfectionism is, it is really, it can be very toxic. So just try and set lower expectations. Number 12, I have said all along that you need to be the leader. You need to be the role model. You are there to guide your child. Things are going to get rocky. Funnily enough, I did an exercise and it didn't make very much sense until I sort of reflected. I was, you know, you know, sort of some people go, oh, my God, what's your word for 2021? And I go, oh, give me a break. And then I sort of just thought, yeah, just sit with this. Just see what 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 do you want out of twenty twenty one. And I was thinking of all these opportunist, no, the, or the optimistic and 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 um, hopeful and and you know, I was just trying to think of how I wanted to look at twenty twenty one. And the word that kept on coming back was steadfast. And I was going, oh, no, no, I don't like that one. No, let's think of another one. And it kept on coming back. And do you know what? It's Steadfast, I think, is going to be my word because it it implies stability. It implies predictability. It implies consistency. And we need a bit of that. 
Um, anything else that comes, you know, I, I need to be able to focus. I need, I, I, it, when I sort of latched onto this word of steadfast, I suddenly realized, yeah, actually, I, I think I'm going to run with this because things are going to get rocky. Things are going to, I mean, not just because of Corona, but, you know, we do have ups and downs. And what I wanted to know is that if I was steadfast in my I don't even want to use the word goals. If I am steadfast in my approach to this year, um, it implies to me, might mean something totally different to you, but it implies to me that I am going to be predictable. I am going to be solid. I know I'm going to be dependable. I am going to be reliable, not just to me, but to everyone. But, you know, and I am, I, if I am steadfast in my knowledge of where I am heading, that is going to stand me in good stead. Um, because a lot of last year, I felt like a rudderless ship. I didn't know where I was heading. I didn't know what I was doing. And I am now going to be steadfast in the fact that my goal is to support parents out there, not to titillate, not to sort of, oh, that was really interesting, Kai, thanks so much, you made me feel so much better. And I, I want to provide valuable content to the parents that come to me. I want to provide valuable guidance. I want to be a leader. I want to be a role model, a bit, you know, to, for my clients, for my followers, as I do want to be all those things as a parent. And so... I'm going to stick with steadfast, but my point here is point 12 is when things get rocky, you need to be the anchor. I think that's the thing. You need to be the thing that keeps us or you keeps you and your family steady. So maybe you just need to be you just need to be your anchor. 13. So, so, so important. Practice self-care now whether or not that's a lavender bath whether or not that's a walk on the beach whether or not that's learning a new skill that for me self-care is learning because I feel valued I feel validated I feel capable I feel as though I can give back I and and that is so important for me that I, I don't want to sit still. I don't want to stagnate. I want to keep moving forward. And for me, my self-care is learning and reading and all those wonderful things. Yes, it is also, funny enough, actually not so much getting outside, but just for me, recharging the batteries is just, yeah, getting my brain going again. But you've got to do what's best for you. For me, I actually quite enjoyed in the summer, my vegetable plot. New to me, it was a new skill. I wouldn't say I've perfected it, but I'm on the road. Um, but what is self-care for you? What is it that will drive you and keep you steadfast? What is it that will enable you to be that anchor? Because if you are like a rudderless ship yourself, you are not able to lead your family through whatever this year brings. 14. Trust. Trust that it is all going to be okay. It will. We've had a shit year and we're still here. 
I, I pray that you and your loved ones are safe and happy. But if you're listening to this, you've made it this far. Bravo, my friend. Bravo. But trust that it's going to be okay. Trust that your kids are not going to go off the rails. Trust that they know, they too know what they're doing. Of course they need guidance. Of course they need support. Of course they need to, you know, sort of keep their eye on the prize, whatever the prize is for you and for them. But it's going to be all, it's going to be okay. And we need to trust that it will be in the knowledge that, yeah, um, I, I believe that the universe has greater things for us. We're going through an enlightened time at the minute. We are fast learning what's going on. We are learning a lot about the human race. We are learning a lot about our friends and family, and we are learning a lot about ourselves. Some of it's great, and some of it's not so great. But if we can keep trusting and having the faith that things will turn out okay. Because, well, I'm the optimist, so what's the alternative? And finally, 15, I could go on, but I'm going to stop. But finally, 15 is being flexible, being adaptable, being open-minded, knowing that actually we can't really control everything. We can't control what happens to us. The only thing that we really can control is how we react to it. So it's looking after ourselves, looking after one another, and just understanding that we've got to roll with this. My darling husband says that you just got to play the ball as it lies. And that's true. We are going to be offered challenges, but we are also going to be offered many opportunities, much excitement, um, and the chance to maybe just sit back and smell the roses a little bit. So I'm sending you much, much love. And for the start of this year, let's just see how wonderful it can be and how it's all going to pan out. And in the meantime, do yourself a favour, stay happy, stay safe, much love. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you found this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share via your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at kygraham.com. And I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favour, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times. And I believe that it takes a village to raise a child and we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes. And a good one, by the way. <laughs> because when you do, it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you. And as always, this comes with much love. <laughs>